Good morning and welcome to the all night show where we get down into the nitty gritty of this itty bitty thing we call life. Today is February the 1st, 2022. Another beautiful morning. The pretty pink sunrise in the background. Today's February the 1st. That means the first month of 2022 is gone. Just like a fart in the wind. It's out of here. Um, if you're not careful, the rest of this year will be gone just as quickly. Um, I don't think that we have. Uh, luxury of just letting time slide by us at this point in history. Um, I to talk about today maybe to some um, considered false flagging or you know disinformation or fear-mongering, but I think at the end we can have a few solutions, but a lot of what's going to be talked about, a lot of what you can do falls down to what we just mentioned, making use of your time, making use of what you have here today in front of you, and planning for better future for yourself because if you don't nobody else is going to do it for you you know, you know successful people don't become successful because someone hands it to them yeah there's a very 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 small percentage of the wealthy people uh, in the world that were handed some of their wealth but we got to stop judging success well, strictly in the form of cash, currency, and look at quality of lifestyle, and look at uh, memories made, you know, how many regrets you have when you get to the point where your days have come to an end, and you live your life your life no regrets um, I feel like you've done pretty good for yourself yeah that's a pretty good uh, pretty good goal to keep in mind is to try to accomplish this crazy little microsecond in history that you have on this beautiful planet try to live it out but um, what um, what are we looking at in society today? What is what are we facing? What is what is this moment in history? What should it be called? You know, because it will be in history books if we, you know, Lord willing, are 
all the fabrics don't tear apart and we have to start over for some reason but you know I feel like after about six seven more years of you know probably about three to four years of some pretty serious turmoil in the in the world but and then those effects will last for another couple years after it and then we'll like I say go back to our prosperous our, our good times you know there won't be as much worldwide negativity going on but what do we call this period if we're it's going down in history. Is it a revolution? Is it, um, you know, fighting war? Because I feel like we probably are, um, but as in history, when the common man, the common, common woman fought for their liberty and their rights, it was a much more dictated um, conflict, especially from the state institution sides because they control a lot of what is recorded throughout history. Just look at the uh, Catholic Church's secret library. It's in there there's stuff in there that we don't want to see. There's not. Why is it why is it locked behind a door? And only special people with special privilege get access. And it's not like you get to go browse in this library and just see what you can find. No, you have to know what you want to look for when you go into this library. But how do you know what you're gonna look for when nobody knows what's in said library? Um but what we face now is truly new conflict. Um, and it's been going on, what now, two, two years, a little over two years. Um, and the COVID's pandemic is dwindling. Uh, you know, they've grasped at it for so long and now even the mainstream is beginning to admit that yeah um, looks like it's starting to peter out you know they also admit that yeah the cloth masks don't do anything but yet we still have lots of people who put them on I guess it's like you know warm hugs makes you feel better I mean good for you if that's what makes you feel better cool we also still are facing a lot of um, restrictions and mandates from the systems of control. So therefore, automatically, there's a segment of society that is not part of that and has not been for it since the beginning and has been vocal and um, vocal in demonstrating that we cannot be silent. We cannot allow 
ourselves just to sit by because every day systems of control are putting things in place to take take liberties away from us and as you know or should know whenever a liberty is taken away from you it's very 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 unlikely that this liberty will ever be given back to you and just because the pandemic is dwindling viruses petering out like viruses do does not mean that you're not going to continue to push the, the control on especially the portions of society who were like, you know, spank me harder, daddy. You know, you're more, um, more progressive parts of the country, and I have a lot of progressive uh, ideas, you know. claim to be for a lot of times I don't think they know what they're rooting for but I don't vote so you know um, but in those parts of society they're still you know a lot of them are still having lockdowns you, you gotta show a proof of vaccination or negative COVID test to go into certain businesses and whatnot around the um, around the country and definitely around the world and then you know, a lot of employers are still even in light of Omicron the fact that Omicron is doing a better job of building up antibodies and T-cell immunity in the, in the world than vaccine and boosters are um, they're still requiring employees to become fully vaccinated which changes on a uh, changes on a regular basis I mean how, how do you become fully vaccinated whenever you know, first it was two doses of Pfizer Moderna got rid of Johnson and Johnson pretty quick, but then as soon as you got that second dose, you already knew that a booster was coming. Everybody was kind of okay with that, but then now we got another booster, and so how do you, how do you become fully vaccinated if there's a continuous need to be boosted? post about individuals who choose and that's what I'm for. I'm pro-choice. If you want to be vaccinated, that's fine. If you don't want to be vaccinated, then no one should force you to be vaccinated. That's how it's always been. That's how it's going to stay in my eyes. But I see folks who decide to take the vaccine and get the boosters personally know people who say that they've had very adverse side effects and then I know a lot of people especially in light of Omicron who have you know contracted this variant me included 
and the uh, symptoms were very mild. Maybe, you know, like a 48, 72-hour window where you kind of feel like crap, you know, fatigued, a little tired, um, throat may get a little bit sore, stomach may be upset, may run a low-grade fever, but it's nothing that what we usually treat those types of uh, conditions with can't easily be overcome for the average person. And I think it's time in light of all of this that we start talking about it with each other, you know, and stop pretending that if we just do what we're told it's all gonna go away and go back to whatever some people call go back to normal where you know if you think about it really think about what was going on pre-covid you know why strive to go back to that why not strive to be better to to do things differently we we're living in a different age living in the information age not the industrial age anymore so maybe we should maybe we should change up a few policies maybe we should um maybe we should change how we you know how the country elects its representatives maybe it's time for a you know a, a little revamp on the system i know that the politicians aren't going to go for that because you know they got the gravy train figured out but um, but I do believe that we're in the midst of this this conflict, and I believe it's, it's the free people of the world, not just in the United States, but in here in the United States in particular. It's the people who believe in those values that have been fought and people have lost and given their lives for for what 250, pushing 300 years now. And um, the right for liberty for everyone in this country has been pretty much achieved. And now they're twisting us in you know, the systems of control, which clearly at this point has become pretty much a fascist system whenever you got the uh, big tech, pharmaceutical and federal government having circle jerk and passing billions of dollars around from one party to the other you know you suck on mine and I'll whack on yours type thing and um you know it, it's blatantly obvious now you can't call Facebook a private company anymore because subsidies from the federal government because you know, the federal government can't just allow free people the nation to you know express their their thoughts and feelings no they have to uh, have to be able to see what you're doing to track you they want the ability to to know that um you're performing under Uh, their ideas you're doing what you're told not 
thinking for yourself. Because if you think for yourself, that's dangerous. You might hurt yourself. You might, uh, you might become successful and, you know, figure out that you don't really need them anymore. You might figure out that as a human being, you have the most powerful self-learning computer in the world in between your ears. And if you put something in that joker, tell it to work on that problem like you know how do how do i provide for my family without the need of outside resources and not completely without the need of outside resources but without the need to go to the store more than once a month is that far-fetched for a lot of us for me included at this point in history it might is pretty far-fetched we could probably make it work you know if we only got to go once a month right now but a lot of things would change and my uh my family would become quite unhappy pretty quickly but i think that um i think that we're in for that rude awakening i've been called crazy multiple times over the past couple years you know i keep up with fringe conspiracy theorist uh, which usually means basically I find out about things that are happening three to six months before you ever hear about it on the mainstream and, uh, some of it may may be portrayed one way or the other and you know there are lots of folks in the alternative space simply use the topic to, uh, to make gains for themselves rather than to try to spread the truth and you know, truly do the right thing but we're, we're in for this rude awakening I've been telling folks since the beginning of this that there's no way that we can do what we've done around the world, shut it down, you know, some parts of the world are still locking their citizens down, but you can't do that and then expect to just turn it back on and things go back to normal. And if you've paid attention, you know, we had some pretty significant shortages in the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, couldn't get no toilet paper, heard people couldn't get chicken and whatnot. I don't really have to worry about that. Um, I definitely noticed that you couldn't get toilet paper for quite a while. Um, but those shortages were pretty quickly shored up. You know, there was a lot of stores that had overstock of all these crazy wild paper towels brands and toilet paper brands because they ordered so many different things just to try to get something. When it finally all started arriving, you know, then they had all this crazy stock of paper goods. But since then, over the past two years, there's been, if you've really paid attention, things have still, they've dried up here. You know, you had your lumber skyrocketed, couldn't get couldn't get lumber 
for, you know, you could get it, but you didn't really want to pay for it. Um, but that kind of, you know, leveled out. And then plastics and microchips started, but then at the grocery store the whole time, if you'd notice, you know, you're, you wouldn't have as big of a selection of crap junk food that you usually would have. There was only, like, especially in Walmart, I remember vividly, like, the, the, um, the cereal Pop-Tart aisle, you know, there was no, there was no variety in the small boxes of Pop-Tarts. All you could get was giant boxes of, like, uh, strawberry and blueberry Pop-Tarts. But it would move around and then, you know, several times you couldn't find a lot of your frozen vegetables and whatnot. Canned foods would go out here and there. But it's kind of, they've kind of figured out how to make it work and not completely run out of things here in the past six to eight months. But, I don't know if you've heard about it, but there's this massive truckers uh, revolution, revolt in Canada going on. And word on the street is is said truckers revolt is soon to be appearing in the United States and elsewhere. Word on the street is it's going to start on the west coast, probably L.A., They're going to make their way all the way across the country. And I don't think a lot of people truly understand the significance of what that means and how that's going to affect their daily life. And that's another reason you know that the systems of control and the mainstream are terrified is you haven't heard any of them talk about it. I don't even watch it but I asked people if they've heard about the trucker strike and 9 out of 10 of them will say no you don't know what's going on and they say oh it's Canada well you know, it's kind of the same landmass, and you know um, a lot of the values that Canadians have we share they share a lot of our values and um, so if the truckers revolt comes to the United States, the word on the street is it's coming very quick. I don't think most people understand how fast your life is going to change and how prolonged the effects of that change are going to last, even if the strike only lasts for, let's say, they do 30 days. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 to 75% of everything that you can purchase from town, including your gas, your groceries, your pet's food, your livestock's food, um, all that stuff is delivered by truck. So, and, you know, a lot of a lot of truckers can't afford to go on strike. Not like they're gonna, they can't get 
paid for it and they gotta, you know, feed their families. But let's say that, let's be conservative and say 10% of all truckers in the United States decide that they're not gonna drive their trucks for at least 30 days. We run out of toilet paper in two days and the trucks were still driving, you know. Just think about what it looks like in town after two weeks and there hadn't been any fuel delivery to the gas stations because, you know, they don't have underground pipelines running into all your gas stations. Now you see the tractor trailers there filling up the big tanks under the parking lot. All that has to be brought in by trucks. So if we we know this is coming and then we pretty much can uh, read the wind, we can sniff it, we can smell it coming south, it's blowing in from the north, you know, and I'm all for it. I think it's amazing that the coordination that they got going on and how effective it's becoming in, uh, in Canada. And for the ones that don't know, the reason they're on strike is because the state system in Canada, Canada, has issued a mandate that any driver that crosses the border going out and then coming back in to Canada has to show proof of vaccination. And there's a lot of the drivers who are vaccinated. But there's a lot of those vaccinated drivers who are doing this trucker's revolt simply because they know what it's going to do to the industry and they know that it's not right to force someone to put something into their body. You know, it's kind of like rape forcing someone to put something in their body that they should have the choice not to put into their body. Especially if you have natural immunity and the natural virus or unnatural Franken virus that you caught and fought off yourself. Your immune system beat it. And even the CDC admits that that immunity is better than vaccinated immunity. Plus, you don't have the risk of adverse side effects from taking said vaccine. Now, if we have this revolt, and they do it for 30 days, you're looking, you're looking at a minimum in my eyes of a three-month significant shortage of all your goods in town. So how do we how do we prepare for this? Well, I think first off, you need to secure at least a month's worth of food. And really know what that's going to look like for your family. And it doesn't have to be, you know, 
the best of food, just something to keep you and your family alive, but you also want to have your, your, uh, your health and sanitation needs. You want to have, you know, especially women, you want to have those products that you use during certain times of the month. But you want to also get, if you have pets and livestock, you want to have extra feed for your pets and livestock. And you also probably want to go ahead, while you can get it, at a decent price. I got gas yesterday for $2.71 in all. You probably want to go ahead and stock up on a little bit of extra gas as well. Because once this starts, if you're able to get gas, there's no telling what you're going to pay per gallon. And then they'll have it where you can only get so many gallons at a time. And if you used to buy gas right now, put it in five-gallon gas cans, it'd be good for the rest of the year. And say that this trucker's revolt never comes to America, and you never have, have to... Uh, worry about any of this well let's say mid-august something like that nothing's happened things are still getting better not getting worse we just start cycling through that gas put a you know label them one two three four five however many you got put one of those cans of gas in your vehicle pour it into the vehicle take that gas can and go fill it back up and then next week you take number two you pour it in your vehicle you take it and you go fill it up so on etc etc but we we need to address these problems now because what's in the air what's coming most likely is going to be before summer so if you need to address these issues you need to look at them now and also there's going to be this will cause you know a cascade of effects I don't think the average maybe they do maybe I'm wrong but whenever we have most of what you can go to the store and buy most of what you go to town to acquire is delivered by a tractor trailer and those tractor trailers 10% of them probably more than that that are going to participate in this whenever they stop delivering those goods how quickly multiple systems in our society are going to crumble to its knees. The financial system, even in some places, the grid may falter, falter because of non-delivery of, uh, of certain types of fuels and equipment. But 
these things are real and they're happening the state systems the systems of control are going to continue to um, to call the the folks like me who who are speaking out about this who are not afraid to talk about what's on their mind and what they see out in, in real life because you know even though majority of people are pretending like none of this is happening that you know it's all peaches and cream I think most people actually do feel that sense that something's off something's still not right and that um, it's not simply because there's a deadly virus out there no it's because they know that especially my generation the generation that truly has never seen any hard times we have that gut feeling as humans because we have evolved over thousands of years to learn to trust our senses trust our feelings we have that sense that something is going wrong and that the people who were technically put in position to to make things happen for population your politicians your uh your lawmakers they have no clue how to fix any of it other than give us more money and we'll we'll uh we'll take care of you you just you got to give more of your money you know you already give us on average 35 40 percent of your your money a year but you know that's not enough and we don't have anything that we've been putting up for a rainy day. We need more money, and then we might be able to fix some of these problems. But we all have this sense, this gut feeling, that things are still not going in the right direction. And that's because they're not. And they aren't going to be for quite some time if we still have... people instead of facing their fears instead of taking responsibility for themselves they continue to close their eyes put a, put a sheet over my face and the monsters can't see me if I hide under the covers so that's the main thing that we can do to prepare for what come what is coming is to actually acknowledge that things aren't right to actually talk about them with your friends and your family and to get past the arguing about who's right and who's wrong because I don't claim to be right I don't claim to know everything I just claim to know that there's a lot of um, a lot of things going on in the world that most people see but most people ignore and the only way like I talked about in my last episode the only way that we achieve things in life is that we call them out we make a plan to address those situations and then we put that plan into action and I know a lot of the things people people think well there's no way that I can change 
how the the federal government you know runs the nation well that's true you have no control over that that um that fascist circle controls most of what the federal government does but if eight out of ten americans decided that they were going to start being personally responsible for their food for their money for their shelter and for you know providing a source for retirement once they get to an age and don't need they can't physically or mentally go earn income for themselves anymore if 80% of us started taking care of those things a lot of the issues that we have would not be near the size that they are today and that those issues those problems only continue to to aspirate they're only continuing to get bigger and bigger with time whenever we've faced these problems at this point for so many years you would think that we would figure out some way to teach our the next generation how not to repeat the same mistakes that the ones that come before you repeat and that is another thing that we can do to face this what is coming because it is going to be prolonged as you know we have to teach the next generation that what they've done to us over the past two years and what they're continuing to do to us is not right. It's why that we live in this country. It's why so much blood was spilt in the past to acquire the things that we've had. It's because we believe in the ability for the average man who wants something in his life, who wants to achieve something in his life, as long as he's providing, providing for his family and following that golden rule, you know, to not hurt people, don't take their things, and you work your butt off, you can achieve it in this country. And it's dying. That, uh, that reality is coming to an end because we've, we've been made so comfortable and so fat that we're giving all that power, all of our our God-given power to do things for ourselves, we're giving it to somebody else. We're giving that responsibility to somebody else. And whenever you take that responsibility back for yourself, whenever you begin to be the driver of that vehicle for your life again, you truly... You truly have a different outlook on life. And I think that with what we have going on, now is the time for the average person to to start making those changes. If you haven't started making those changes, in your life if you don't at least try to have this conversation with somebody that's important in your life if you think this way 
and you never talk about it to anybody, now is the time to talk about it to somebody. Because what that does is that allows you to truly start to begin what you believe in. Truly start to know what you believe in. And it truly starts to let you know, tell yourself what your values are. And if you know your values, you can share those values with the next generation. And that's how we begin building that that transformation in society. Anyways, I know that was long and drawn out and may not have made any sense to some of y'all, but I hope that some of you enjoyed it. And um, once again, this trucker strike has about a 75-80% chance of happening in the United States. And when it happens, there will be shortages. There may be pockets of the country, like during the first parts, that don't get hit quite as hard as the other parts. But all your major cities are going to, more than likely, you know, there'll be... There'll be anti-protests against strikes, so you'll see a lot of fires and whatnot again. But if this it is coming, and when it comes, there will be a lot of turmoil in the country. But when that happens, if you have, you know, at the very least, you have a couple weeks' worth of food at your house, so that you have that, you can ration that. You can make that last a little bit longer. But you need to put that into action right now before the stores start getting hit hard because people will find out about this and probably by the middle end of this month, the mainstream is going to have to start acknowledging that this is happening. And when that happens, people are going to start running on the stores. So take this time to, to shore up some of the things that you might need to to get some extra of around your house anyways we love y'all y'all take care remember we are nature y'all like share to like share and subscribe to support me um and like i say we'll be back and hopefully here in the next near future we'll be putting out some some good homesteading content y'all take care have a great day